Episode 65 of Real Iron Dad Radio is brought to you by Smart Fitness. Look, guys, if you are sick and tired of paying too much for an overpriced gym membership, you've got to check out Smart Fitness. They are located in Ocoee, and it's run by Andrew Noble. 20 minutes twice a week. That's all you need to make Smart Fitness work for you. They are a wonderful place run by a wonderful guy, a good friend of the show, like I said before, Mr. Andrew Noble. So check them out. Their website is gosmartfitness.com and tell them Iron Dad sent you. Hey, everybody. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Real Iron Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Corey. Welcome to Real Iron Dad Radio, and thank you so much for listening. If this is your first time listening to the show, how you doing? My name's Corey. I am a husband, father, triathlete, and Iron Man, and that's where the nickname comes from. I, I completed the Iron Man Triathlon uh, back in 2012. It was one of the biggest accomplishments of my life, and here we are, a busy father, an additional kid later, and I'm a father of three wonderful kids. And, uh, you know, the hardest thing for me is getting the most out of life as a busy parent. And that's why I find these inspiring people to bring them on to the podcast. I call it Real Iron Dad Radio, and we're all over iTunes. And uh, the reason that we have this show is so that some of these inspiring people that I can find and help me stay motivated to be a responsible, passionate, and healthy parent can hopefully rub off on you and you can take away some little bits of knowledge, gold nuggets of information that can help you keep your family going strong. Now, today we have a wonderful guest. She has been on the show before back in episode 16. I can't believe we're on episode 65 right now, but her name is Kim Sudmeyer, and she was my real estate agent when I found the house that I am currently in, and uh, she was just so wonderful to work with and such a, a wealth of information that I decided to have her back on the show, and we're talking very specifically about new home construction. Now, with new home construction, a lot of people think that they do not need a real estate agent, but it's quite the contrary, my friends. As you will hear from Kim, there are many advantages to working with a real estate agent for new construction. So before you step into any of those wood frame houses or model homes that are being built and have that new house smell, make sure you listen to this podcast. If you know somebody shopping for a new home, Oh, you got to have him call Kim because she is the best. No matter where you are, if you're looking for a home in Central Florida, you got to check her out. So without any further ado, here we go. Episode 65 of Real Iron Dad Radio with real estate expert and realtor herself, realtor extraordinaire, Miss Kim Sudmeyer. Here we go. All right, everybody, we are here with one of my favorite realtors in the entire world. Her name is Kim Sudmeyer, and she was my realtor to help me get into the house that I am currently in, in beautiful Winter Garden. And uh, she has a couple things that we're going to talk about, which I'll get into in a second. But uh, Kim, welcome back to the show. 
Thank you, Corey. And thank you for having me on again as a guest. Absolutely. You know, here at Real Iron Dad, we like to talk about food, family, and fun. And one of those things that I'm getting increasingly aware of are finances and assets and things that as we get older uh, can, you know, help us retire and, and investments and things like that. And, and the, one of the largest investments that we make, whether you're a new a newly married couple or you've been, uh, you know, married for 10, 15 years like we have, or if you, you know, are in your retirement years, it's it's a big investment and it's something that's very, very important. And um, as as I was purchasing my first home, I I didn't have a lot of experience. Obviously, I'd talked to my parents and a couple other people. I had a realtor, but they weren't like you in the sense that they research everything and know sure. everything about the market. So I think we got a good house, but we didn't truly understand, you know, what we were doing. And so with that, uh, that, that that's why I wanted to bring you back. And, and folks, before we continue any further, you've got to listen to uh, number 16, our podcast 16 on Real Iron Dead Radio. So uh, I had Kim on and we talked about, you know, if you're a, if you're a home buyer, things to look out for, uh, how to buy and sell real estate is what we talked about. And it's a great episode. So check that out. I can't believe that was, you know, 50, 50 know. something episodes ago. Kim, that's crazy. It's crazy. You're a busy man. Hey, I try. I try. It's, it's <laughs> been a, it's been a blast. I don't, I don't know if anybody's listening, but I, I, I love are. doing it. So it's, it's a lot of fun. But today we're talking about something that is uh, a bit of a trend, especially where I live in the Central Florida area, and I'm sure also where you live. There's there's a big boom as far as new construction. Am I right, Kim? It is going crazy. It is. We have you know a strong market ahead of us, and there's just so much new construction. Orlando has really been coming back with a vengeance from the recession, and new construction is where it's at right now. People yeah. just get lured and romanced by all the, the new items in a home. And with those new items and the new the new house smell, you know how we like the new car smell. This of is the course. new the new house smell. You get to pick out your cabinets and you get to pick out your carpet and upgrades and things like that. And you find or or you think that, you know what, I'm just gonna make an appointment or I'm just gonna drive by and walk into the house, the little model home they have that says, welcome, and there's colorful flags and and welcoming music and balloons and a happy person that shakes <laughs> your hand and ropes you in. And you got it. And you've gotta be careful with that type of stuff. So this episode is top ten advantages of hiring a realtor before you purchase a new construction home and not even before you purchase a new construction home before you even think about it. That's right. That's right. So we're going to go through these 10. Kim is brilliant. She has researched this. She knows everything about it, folks. So we're going to let her walk us through these 10 and uh, just get right into it. So Kim, let's do it, man. Let's get right in. Good. Well, you set the stage perfectly because that's, that's exactly what happens. You know, the a couple's out riding around. They have no intentions of, you know, really purchasing. They're just looky-loos. They can't wait to go into the models and look at all the new trends and the pretty aesthetics that the and the way the, the builders have decorated the models. And <laughs> before you know it, they get roped into to signing a contract. And mm-hmm. buyers make a lot of mistakes when purchasing a home, but I have never seen the biggest mistake ever um, as when 
home buyers go to purchase brand new construction and mm-hmm. they don't choose to have representation. Oh, it's like an actor without an agent. It's like you got to negotiate your own deal and they're going to take you for a fast one. They're going to trick you into getting stuff you don't need. Why? I mean, why? It's free. And I know we're going to go over that as my first bullet point as, as the top 10 advantages of hiring a realtor. But, you know, sellers are the ones who pay a real estate commission most of the time, the majority of the time, unless you're buying a for sale by owner home where they're not paying realtor commissions or something like that. And you, you want to pay for a, a buyer's agent to represent you. But, you know, 99% of the time, the seller which is the home builder in this case, they're paying the commission. So it's free to you. Why wouldn't you want to be represented? What's the disadvantage to that? Right, right. And again, I'll hit that home. So guys, every time that you do a transaction, anytime you work with a realtor, there's commissions involved, right? And so you, you think, oh, geez, I don't, I don't know if I want to have this new home. I, I don't need someone to get my back. But again, just like Kim just said, and I'm echoing it because it's so important, the builder of the new home pays the commission. Un- That's unreal. Right. That's right. But but here's the mistake, Corey, that people make. A lot of buyers are so savvy nowadays. You know, the internet's at their fingertips and, and they think, I'm going to be the savvy buyer. I'm going to go in and I'm going to try to negotiate. And I know if I had a realtor, I probably wouldn't get the promos and the incentives that the builder's offering and mm. my price wouldn't be able to be negotiated. But that is the biggest misconception of all. Mm. See, the builders, they rely on us realtors to bring them business. Mm-hmm. They want us. They pro- they provide not only commissions, but they'll uh, sweet talk us in with incentives and bonuses and everything on top of those commissions because they need our business. So they have wrapped all of their expenses of commissions into their overall marketing budget. It doesn't matter whether somebody enters their cell center with a realtor or without a realtor. Ethically, they will not change the price or discontinue incentives or add promos just because you are with a realtor or without a realtor. It just won't happen. Nice. So that's the biggest misconception of all. So, you know, here it is a free service for you because the builder's paying the commission to the realtor. The sales agents usually want you to have a realtor. They love working with us. When issues come up or they got to hand off all the nitty gritty after the contract sign, their job's a lot easier if there's a realtor involved taking that lead with that buyer. Mm, I love it. And you know, what, what is the first thing yeah, I mean, it, it's really before people drive by and before they go in. I mean, they can drive by and they can look from their car. But I, I, am, yeah. are, am I right? Like, do not get out of the car. <laughs> do not go in that place. Well, here's what I would say. You know, it is, it's a crucial to hire an experienced realtor, first of all, who's knowledgeable about new construction. You know, and, and I emphasize experience because, you know, you can have Sister Susie or um, your friend John at the country club that you've mm-hmm. met who's who's licensed, but they don't really know new construction. And, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be a lot of problems in in the long run, but you want an experienced realtor. So if you're even contemplating thinking of moving in the months ahead, or even in the year ahead, it's really wise to get a hold of your realtor, start talking to them, start talking about your plans, ask them well in advance, what are the do's and don'ts? What should I think about before going to these builder sales centers? And it would be best for the realtor to company the buyer on the very first visit but 
if you don't take heed to that and you do get lured and romanced into coming into that model center while you're out and about, it's just really imperative that when you walk in, you register your realtor in writing up front. That sales agent will have a card for you to fill out with your name and address and everything. And it's important to tell them right then and there, um, I'm represented with a realtor or I want representation on my end. And you're going to fill out your realtor's name. Even if you don't have I tell my clients all the time, even if you don't have all of my contact information on you at the time, you do remember my name. Uh-huh. You probably remember my uh, brokerage firm name. So at least put that down, and that is a written uh, receipt showing that you did tell them in advance. Lovely. I love it. So remember, folks, tip number one there. And obviously, you can find all of these tips. We will have them on realirondad.com slash 65 for you. So you don't have to write them down or try to memorize them, obviously. Episode 65, realirondad.com slash 65 for the show notes. All right, let's move on to number two, Kim. Well, a realtor represents and protects the buyer. That's the second advantage. You know, the first one, it's a free service, but I'm going to represent and protect you as a buyer. The builder sales agent works for the builder, not for you. They have a fiduciary and a legal liability to work for their client. So if you walk in as sweet as that sales agent is and as as much as you want to think that they're on your side, they are not able to negotiate against their client who mm. is the builder. Right. So you're you're going to want representation and protection. So as a realtor, I have fiduciary responsibility to my buyer. I guide them through the various uh, steps of the process from the time we get a contract. I'll even ask for the contract in advance to start reviewing it. Uh, go talk about financing, whether the builder's lender is advantageous to use or is there a better lender, an outside lender to use. Uh, walk them through the construction process, be the liaison for them during inspections, and then the whole way to closing, looking over the figures and numbers of their closing statement. Um, I'm going to make sure that there's no verbal promises that have been suggested or or promised by a sales agent that we didn't put in writing, or sometimes sales agents move to another community and a new sales agent comes in. So, you know, you as a buyer are going to have your work schedule and your kids to take care of and everything else. Let me, let the realtor take on the headache of all the little intricacies during that process. Mm, I love it. I love it. It's, uh, you don't have to convince me. I mean, personally, I don't want to handle any of that stuff. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking to a guy who has, I have a friend that used to work at CarMax and she is just a shark with negotiating for cars, right? And right. so when we got our minivan, it was the used car market was inflated at the time. So we were actually able to get a new car for cheaper than a used car. So we had her go in and she called the dealer. She's like, representing me basically I, I like gave her a couple hundred bucks and she didn't even care she's like just give me a couple hundred bucks i love doing this right it's great she called like five dealerships she's like hey listen i got a buyer who's gonna buy a car today but they need to buy it for this much you have 24 hours call me back you know that's wonderful yeah, that's very good i told her she should start a website be like the car agent or something yes she should you're absolutely right <laughs> but anyway so yeah i agree you're there to protect us and that is your job um Moving on to number three. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? You wrote these down for me, so I love that I have them in front of me. Good. The third well, one, yeah, a buyer can possibly save or gain money through the realtor. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So, you know, basically you're not paying any money to have this representation. The seller is. But if you have a realtor, like me for an example, um, 
oftentimes because we are getting a commission and maybe not having to do quite as much work as we would in a resale uh, transaction, many realtors like myself will often provide a gift towards your remaining closing costs or, or, you know, to purchase something in the home for you. Not all realtors do this, mind you. Um, but in addition to that, if there's any extra bonuses or incentives, many realtors will share some of that with the buyer. So for instance, if a builder is paying more than a, the average 3% commission. They're maybe offering a flat bonus of $5,000 to realtors on top of our commission. Um, I will split my incentives 50-50 with my buyers. So that way I'm saying, hey, here are some great resale homes to look at. Here are some good new homes to look at with different home builders. But just so you know, this builder over here is offering a bonus. I'm not going to steer them to that builder community just because I'm getting a bonus. Mm. I let them know up front, hey, let, here's a bonus we can split 50-50. Take that into consideration while you're comparing all these different homes. But they're going to win out. So again... Right. They're not paying for your representation, but they're probably going to gain something from it as well through the realtor's incentives. Hmm. Again, not all realtors do that, but I think you'll find a lot are going to provide you something at closing. And also, um, the realtors can save you money by negotiating. A lot of buyers don't realize. They think it's like a fixed price at Target. This is the price you're going (laughs) to pay. And while most builders do not like to decrease the price because they want to maintain that value that they've set for the current homeowners who have already purchased, they will tend to negotiate more on options, upgrades, lot premiums, things of that nature. So we have the experience of knowing how to negotiate, how to talk to those sales agents, how to hold a, you know, like a poker face and, um, how to kind of just tweak and manipulate the situation a little bit to try to get something a little bit better for you that maybe you wouldn't have been able to get on your own. Yeah. And, you know, all of those costs, the incentives and stuff like that that they give to the realtor, are those able to be seen at the end? Like when everything's being signed at the, um, yes. the closing company and stuff. So the the buyer could see like, oh, cool. Like, look, my agent got a $5,000 bonus. That's that's cool, I guess. I mean, kind of, you know, <laughs> but I, I, you don't have to do that. You really don't. We don't have to share anything. Yeah. But I think you're going to find a lot of realtors will share something, give some sort of gift as a closing cost to to the buyers. But, you know, they don't have to. It really depends on each situation, Corey, because if I have a buyer who I've spent two years with, <laughs> I'm probably not going to be sharing much of that commission because I've earned every penny and probably have gone backwards if oh, I yeah. calculate the time I put into it. But if I have a buyer who they've only gone to two different home builder communities and they're going to purchase pretty quickly, you better believe I'm probably going to be sharing something with them at closing as long as their lender allows. The financing has yeah. to allow that closing gift from the realtor and usually they do based on your type of loan. Yeah, and that's what you did with us. I mean, how many houses did we look at? I think I can count them on one hand. Yeah, not very many. Three, <laughs> maybe three. Anyways. <laughs> When you know, you know. That's all I can I didn't say. have to spend as much time and money out of my pocket, so, you know, <laughs> why not share a little bit of back? Well, that's very thoughtful of you, and uh, you live by a very uh, awesome code of ethics. So I, I hope everybody is like that. But other realtors, if you're listening to this, I don't know why a realtor would be listening to this, but if you are, if you're a new realtor, hey, take lessons from this lady because she's <laughs> generous and kind and transparent and awesome. So Thank you. All right, number four. 
Well, a realtor can also provide valuable insight to the different builder and new home community. So again, if it's an experienced realtor from that part of town, that's the area that they farm, they're going to know the different builders, the different communities, maybe the quality and reputation. They want to know, Kim, why is this community selling for almost $20,000 less for the same size homes than the community right next door? It could be the builder. Builders offer different types of warranties, like MI Home offers a 30-year uh, warrant, home warranty that's transferable. I don't know any other home builder in the nation. There probably are some that I'm not familiar with, but not many around here or any that I know of offer that. Um, there's energy efficiency products and practices like Meritage Homes. They, as a standard in, in most of their home communities, provide the isonine, which is that spray insulation foam up on, along all your trusses in the attic. Right now, Meritage is offering free solar power systems on any home that you purchase, which can save you on uh, electric bills. So we tend to get all these different emails and and information and as we go out touring the different home builder communities and write up contracts with buyers we learn all this so we've got all this banked in into our brain we know which ones maybe offer upgrades as standards and the type of promotions being given um, which communities have what type of amenities and larger lots things of that nature so again why would you not use that resource right there at your fingertips with a realtor absolutely uh, completely agree with that one now, I don't have any notes on that. <laughs> I use that at all. I'm down. Uh, let's move into number five. I see number five as a realtor's review of builder's sales contract. Mm, and this is so important, right? I mean, above anything else, above us trying to save you money on promotions or anything, why would you go in and sign a 50-page contract where the sales agent is only probably going to go over about 10 of those clauses because there's not enough time, trust me, to go over that whole thing. Right. And that sales agent is not representing you. So I'm not sure I understand the logic here when buyers uh, think that they can go in on their own. Um, it, you know, if, if things go smoothly, you never know of problems. It's when the problem arises that it's too late. So here's the biggest one, folks. Know what you're signing. You know, I can ask for the sales contract in advance. Oftentimes, I'll get in advance. I'll start highlighting the different clauses. These contracts the builders use are not what we call the standard FAR bar contracts that we realtors use in resale homes. In other words, they're not designed by the Florida Association of Realtors or approved by the Florida Bar Association. These are very unique contracts designed by each builder. So each builder has their own contract and each community sometimes can be unique in what's incorporated into the, that contract. For instance, if a community is actually in a flood zone, hey, I have I've had situations plenty of times where that builder sales agent never mentioned that the community was in a flood zone. By the time the buyer signed everything and got underway, they realized their home insurance is going to be quite significantly more because they're in a flood zone. Right. That was in the contract, but nobody took time to really explain it or disclose it properly. Um, you know, builders have very friendly, builder-friendly contracts that are written in their favor. For instance, almost every home builder has a two-year build time. Buyers don't usually know that. Even though they tell you that home's probably going to be done in four months, they 
legally, according to their contract, have up to two years to build that home. What? Can you adjust that? Like, can you force them to build it quicker? That is one thing I will tell you. These contracts can rarely be changed. Even by us realtors, they can rarely be changed or amended unless we see something that is really wrong or something that, you know, we need to bring to the attention of the buyers to make sure they even want to go forward. But that two years is for a reason. And in defense of the builders, you know, you have drywall shortage, you have different things going on with new codes, uh, Orange County, Lake County, Osceola County, they work at their mercy to have inspections along the way. So they have to build in a buffer to allow that expanded time frame should something arise. But yeah, things like that, the buyers don't understand. That's understandable. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. It does. And one of the biggest things that buyers fail to understand, and again, the sales agents never explain this, is there's no appraisal contingency. With most any home builder contract I have ever reviewed, I have never seen an appraisal contingency like you would on a resale home. So what does that mean for a buyer? Well, when you get all excited to go to that new home uh, model center or to the uh, design center, as they call it, to pick out all of your options and upgrades, it gets really exciting to add those stone counters and the upgraded cabinets and all those little things you wanted. And, And your pocketbook might be able to afford them. However, if you go any further than what the base sales price of that contract is, and an appraisal comes around for your lender and the appraised value is less than your total purchase price, even though you're the one that added all those upgrades, you have to pay the difference at closing out of your own pocket. Wow. Now, how many buyers are going to have maybe $10,000, $15,000 extra aside from their down payment and the remaining closing costs. Not many are going to be budgeting for that. No. So you just have to understand those things. It, it's nothing to be that fearful of, to not go purchase a new home. But I, as a realtor, want to make sure my buyers understand those things before they make common mistakes. Well, and that kind of brings us to number six and seven there, which is uh, all about negotiating, right? It is. I don't. I almost don't even have to explain much of this. It, that's my job. Your realtor's job is to help you with negotiations, whether it's the price, options, promotions, and leveraging. We understand the leveraging, uh, the higher leveraging aspects, such as when there's spec or inventory homes, or a lot of builders' fiscal year ends at the end of November. So sometimes I'll talk to buyers about let's start looking towards the you know, beginning of November for homes if, if they contacted me in October because I know we have more leverage to work with that price. The builders want to get those homes sold. So again, it's the knowledge that we have. What's the most money you've ever saved a client uh, on a negotiation? Do you know? Hmm. I don't know that I've ever kept track of that. I, I can remember some recent deals, even last year, where I've saved um, buyers like $15,000 on lot premiums. <laughs> That's a car. You know, and there was <laughs> there was absolutely going to be no negotiation. And we went around and around and around. But, you know, there were just different things in the deal that I was able to, again, leverage and um, know how to work that, that deal with the sales agent and with the builder. Um, I know sometimes what we can give up to maybe get what we need over here. Yeah. It's so hard too because you get so emotionally involved. The buyers get so emotionally involved. So true. And if you fall in love with a house, it would be great if you got it. 
let's yeah. and and this is the realtor talking is like it would be so awesome if we get this let's let's work as hard as we can to get it you know but never are the realtor can never be like we are gonna get this house you know it's like, anything oh, it, could happen it's so true because we're so used to it being as a business you know and, and i'll explain to my buyers now i know we're going in and you want to sign the contract today but listen <laughs> please 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 don't show all your cards yeah if they will not negotiate these couple items for us there's no reason we can't walk out today and act like we're not going to purchase but buyers get so excited it's hard for them to do that yeah of course of course well you start to see your family in it and all that other stuff sure <laughs> All right, so number six and seven have to do with negotiating. Again, folks, make sure you check out realirondad.com slash 65 for all of these so you can have them handy for yourself. Um, anything on six and seven you wanted to touch on before we well, go to eight? Well, just seven, as far as negotiating a home sale contingency, not all builders provide a home sale contingency. So, for instance, if you and Jen wanted to move right now, which I know you said you're never moving again. Never. But I know that will change. <laughs> and it's really hard timing the selling of your current home, when the new home's going to be built. And there are builders in select communities with certain builders too that will allow a buyer to put their house on the market, list a home with a realtor and get under contract. And if they can't do that within so many days, then they can get out of the contract they're under to purchase that brand new home with the builder. That's really important. But even some builders and communities that say they won't offer it, I have been able to get them to do that. So wow. uh, not always, but it does happen. Hmm. Talk to me about uh, numero ocho there. Financing, you know, this is a, a tough thing because buyers just tend to want to go with the builder's lender. And, you know, the majority of the time, it probably is going to be the most advantageous. If you want to take advantage of the promos and the incentives the builder's offering, they're going to have that fine print that you must use their in-house lender. That's for a couple things. One, they're, they're going to make some extra money that way. But two, they just really want to ensure they have a great lender and that they're not working with some, you know, Joe Schmo from Kansas City with some bank they'd never heard before. Slow down the process. That's right, to slow yeah. it down. But, folks, I cannot tell you, there are a lot of lenders these days that are competing. And even if the builder's offering you $7,000, $8,000 toward closing cost assistance, if you use their lender, I have had uh, mortgage companies be able to beat that. So let's look into all options. Let's make sure we quickly, within the timeframes allotted, look into the best option for you. Let me be able to look over the lenders, uh, good sort of like good faith estimates. I don't call that call it that these days, but I can help you go over their fees, the accuracy, how much they're putting aside for your taxes. Um, Taxes is is a big thing, Corey. A lot of buyers make the mistake of listening to the sales agent on what the taxes are. The taxes are going to only be based on the raw land for that first year until the county reassesses that property with the home, which may not be for a year, year and a half later. Wow. They don't realize their taxes could shoot up four, $5,000 in one year. I'm a prime example. And I knew that. So I budgeted for that, but my taxes were only $1,100 that we prorated between the seller and I at closing. I bought a resale home, but the, the home had only been built six months prior. So Lake County was very far behind on assessing the true value. Um, 
I was able to start putting aside about $350 extra a month, knowing my taxes were going to rise to maybe $5,000 or more. And they did $5,800. Unbelievable. So those buyers um, are shocked when us realtors start talking to them about that. And we want to make sure that the lenders are setting aside enough towards escrows or that mentally that buyer is setting that aside on their own towards the increase in taxes. Oh, that taxes tip is just like the biggest takeaway for me from this, especially with new construction. I mean, you're buying a piece of property that's built on land and the county will get around to assessing it and telling you it's too it's true tax value but absolutely it's gonna take some time yeah you gotta prep for that Ooh, that's huge huge tip thank you you're welcome um all right we're rounding it out with number nine and number ten number nine is a uh, realtor's guidance through a private home inspection and builders inspections Yes, another big mistake buyers make, and I get this quite a bit even from my own clients. Uh, we will talk to her blue in the face. They hate to spend another $400, $500 on home inspections because why? It's a brand new home. What could be wrong with it? The oh. builders are going to be you know, doing inspections with us, and we're going to have home warranties. And even the builders reps and the construction supervisor who takes over all those final inspections, You know, even though the contract from the builder clearly discloses in big print, you are welcome to do your own home inspections because I think by law they have to do that now. Right. Still, everybody on the builder side tend to shove it under the rug and tell you, well, you know, it's under warrant. It's up to you if you want to do inspections, but, you know, we're taking good care of you and don't forget you're under warranty. But what about the inconvenience of having that plumbing leak that could have been detected from your private home inspector and it has just soaked all through from the upstairs to the downstairs all over your nursery for the baby's room and or you have to move to a hotel for a couple days because the roof shingles weren't adhered onto the roof correctly and the first storm that came up blew them off and now you have a huge leak in your home. I see this personally. I have seen home inspections where my home inspectors have found insulation missing from the attic. Wow. When the dishwasher was turned on, the dishwasher immediately started leaking everywhere. You know, there are things that happen. In defense, again, of the home builders and the construction supervisors, they cannot baby every sub that is out there on site. But If you think as a buyer, you are going to go in there, even with me as a realtor, and be able to look at everything yourself with your own eyes and your lack of knowledge on electrical panels and insulation and roof shingles, there's no way. So why would you not want to spend an extra four or $500 and have that private home inspection? So I'll coordinate all that. I will attend that inspection, even if you can't. So we get you a full-blown report. And anything we find in that report, we can add to the final checklist for the builder so that they can see it. Yeah. It's always good to just have an objective third-party look too. You know, I'm just, it's just another set of eyes. It's like when I'm writing my blog posts, I have my wife prove it, but then I secretly have another friend prove it too, because <laughs> she might miss something. I might miss something. You never know. Absolutely. It's crazy to me that this is your largest asset you'll ever own. You're going into a three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar asset and you don't want to spend 
$400 on inspections, <laughs> oh. you know, for your private inspection. But not only that, I will be there and most realtors should be there for those final walkthrough inspections with the builder and the buyers as well. They're going to be orientating that buyer to their new home. How does the AC work? How does the irrigation work? But again, they're on a time constraint. Sometimes they're only allotted two hours to do this. And many of them don't show them how to use these items. I know the things that bring up to make that supervisor show those buyers those important items. I also know from experience all the little things to look at, such as inside cabinet doors to look at cracks that may have been present. We want to we want to request that new cabinets are placed in there or cracks in a tile. Um, you know, things that maybe the the average home buyer wouldn't even think about looking at because they're so caught up in looking at their beautiful granite counters. Right. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So we've made it through nine. This is the big number 10. Well, I would say this. If nothing else, let us play the good cop, bad cop scenario. I tell my buyers all the time, let me be the bad guy if I have to. If issues arise, which they often will, whether it be about the contract, financing, contingencies, inspections, whatever, I can be the one to put the pressure on the sales rep or the construction supervisor. I can allow my buyers to maintain a positive relationship with the home builder, and I can be that squeaky wheel to nag them about all the different things that still need to be stayed on top of. So my job doesn't end even at that point. It doesn't end after the home closes. I'm there after the closing to remind homeowners to file for homestead exemption, provide them information about uh, documents and, and HUD disclosures for their taxes that next year, maybe assist them with the warranty department after closing. So our job goes even beyond that closing date. So again, it's a free service. Why would you not want all of the knowledge that I just shared with you to be at your fingertips for free? So a few takeaways from this, everybody. It's been a great episode. There is some incredible knowledge in this episode, and I hope that you will check it out, realirondad.com slash 65 for the show notes. So the, the three takeaways that I have for this are how crucial it is to hire an experienced realtor who not only has knowledge on the industry, but knowledge on new construction specifically. Um, the second gold nugget that we have here is that it's always best for the realtor to accompany you when you visit the the new builder's community. So if there is a new community being built, you want to make sure that before you take a step in there, you not only bring your realtor along, but if you can't, for some reason they can't, you write their name down when you step in there and you look at that place. And then finally, if you're visiting a community and you're by yourself, like we said, make sure that you register your realtor. Write their name down. Just write that lady with the brown hair that you know, <laughs> helps me find the home. No, I'm kidding. But uh, Kim, any other any other gold nuggets walk away with? I know I read your your gold nuggets that you prepared for me, so that's that's what no, I have. I think I think we hit most everything that's important. So we'll you'll have this outline that you can put onto your website. Uh, it'll be on my website as well. So these are these are great reminders to buyers. So call your realtor. If you don't have a realtor, call me and <laughs> we will help you through the tedious process of new construction. Tell me again where we can find you and we will make sure that we put it all on the website. SudmeyerTeam.com. S-U-E-D 
M-E-Y-E-R team.com. Awesome. And which company do you work for again? The Real Estate Collection, located in Historic District of Winter Garden, right on Plant Street. Yeah, their street name is Trek. I like I call them Trek. The Real <laughs> Estate Collection. Yeah, uh, Carrie Fleck owns the Real Estate Collection. It is just an incredible organization, folks. If you are local and you're listening to this, make sure you check them out. They they work with everyone. Huge homes all the way down to starter homes to middle of the road homes, and uh, they were just a huge part of what I needed for my second home after my starter home so it's been great so kim thank you so much for coming on board again my pleasure. your other episode episode 16 is a valuable one as well of course now episode 65 of course i'm a little more tenured in my podcasting career <laughs> Love uh, it. i'm a little more natural on the microphone you know it's funny my wife would always tell me like why are you doing that radio voice i'm like what are you talking about she's like just talk like normal Oh, that's funny. Well, we all have to get used to it. Hey, I was so nervous the first time you interviewed me, and it's gotten a little bit more, uh, I've got more acclimated (laughs) myself, so. I love it. Well, thank you again for being on top of the show. Thank you for having me. Good luck, uh, and and congratulations on how successful your, your podcast has been. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Real Iron Dad Radio. You've made it through another episode, but don't let your experience end here. Visit us online at realirondad.com, and there you can find great recipes and information, fun family posts, and hopefully entertaining posts as well. Uh, In addition to that, you can also find our brand new tab under our blogs, which are Spanish recipes, recipes in Espanol for our Spanish-speaking friends. So make sure to check that out. Of course, you can visit us online at Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and of course, we have a YouTube channel as well. So lots of information out there for you guys to check it out, have fun, and thank you so very much for listening to Real Iron Dad Radio. This is Corey saying, keep going that extra mile for your family. See you next week, guys.